Welcome to KJV Cafe, where we explore great truths from God's holy word in a simple, down-to-earth fashion. Romans 10:17 shows us where faith comes from. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Let's grow our faith together in the cafe today. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. Grab your Bible and a hot cup of coffee or tea and join us now as we explore God's holy word. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the cafe. Welcome to the program. Great to have you on here today. I'm so excited as we continue our study on the judgment of God, the judgment of God. And people oftentimes look at the judgment of God as a uh, scary uh, thing, and it is. Or they'll look at the judgment of God and say, well, uh, oh, I fear for that day. But we shouldn't. If we are saved by the blood of Christ, we should rejoice in the judgment of God. And that's what we're talking about here today is uh, the judgment or the justice of God, how it is something to rejoice over if you've been saved. And we're going to get to the other end of this uh, later on, if not in the next couple messages this week, then certainly uh, thereafter, we're going to get on the fearful judgment of God, the wrath of God. We're going to get to that. But, but for now, we're focusing on how great it is to be saved. And if you haven't been saved, this could be the motivation to, to, to have you to finally take that step and get saved. Because I promise you, it is the greatest decision you will ever make, the one with the biggest impact you will ever make. I've, I've spoken this to our congregation before, how in life there's so many decisions and there's so many paths that you can go down and there's so many details and you look at the complexity of even a computer or of a phone these days or of the human body and the great technology that exists today and and, and and how many books we could spend our whole life reading books and not read even a percent of all that have been written. And so there's so much out there, so much information. And at the same time, when it comes to salvation, there's just two paths. Do you accept Christ as Savior? Yes or no? Do you believe that he is your Savior, that Jesus Christ really died for you on the cross at Calvary? That is what salvation comes down to. Do you believe that you have a sin debt that you cannot pay, that you, that you, that you are not uh, able on your own to resolve uh, what God needs resolved to enter into his heaven, that you need Jesus Christ? And when you come to that conclusion, when you understand, oh, how great God is in his mercy and his love, you know, it's amazing because the older that I get and the more that I preach, the more that I desire to preach salvation to the lost, because I see people hurting. I see people miserable. I see people with no hope. And Christ is the hope of all those that believe. Amen. He is the blessed hope. Amen. And one day soon he will return and take his church home. And God, the Bible tells us that God desires all to be saved, all to come to repentance. The Bible tells us that whosoever believeth on him shall be saved. So please, friend, if you have not been saved, make today the day that you decide uh, for Jesus Christ, that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, that you make him Lord of your life. And, you know, while we're going down this path, you know, you're saying, Brother Clark, I want to be saved, but I don't know how. Well, you can pray this prayer right now. If you're in a car, you can go ahead and pull over. Uh, if you're walking down the street listening with headphones, you can go ahead and maybe sit down somewhere, amen, or just stop. 
Pray this prayer right now. Dear Lord, I I, I believe uh, with all my heart that I'm not complete without you. I need help, Lord. And I believe that that help came in the form of Jesus Christ. I believe that I'm a sinner and that without Jesus, I can't be saved. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins on the cross at Calvary and was buried three days and resurrected and walked this earth 40 days and 40 nights and ascended up to heaven and is at your right hand. I believe in that Jesus. And I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. Please, Lord, save me. Please, I will make him king and Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed a simple prayer like that, then you are saved, friend. If you prayed it and believed it, you are saved. The Bible tells us there's angels rejoicing over one that puts their faith in Christ. And oh, how the times have shown us that nothing is promised. Tomorrow is not promised. And if you simply give your life to Christ, maybe the Lord has been working on you. Maybe there's been, you know, things that have people that he sent your way and uh, things that you've seen. You know, God is so merciful that God works in an orderly fashion. He's not expecting you uh, to to believe on Jesus uh, without ever understanding anything that Christ did for you or who Christ is. And he is so wonderful that he will save you. And and all you have to do is believe on him. And, it, you know, God is the one that that is the reader of the hearts. He understands who really believes and who really doesn't. And he understands your need. And, he, and, and I'm just so excited. Uh, if anyone here today believed in Jesus, maybe I can meet you. Maybe not here on this earth, but maybe in heaven. Amen. And, and if one is saved in the entire course of this radio ministry, then I would, it would be so worth it to me. I'm so excited, amen. I hope you can hear it in my voice. Well, what were we talking about? The justice of God. And that right there, friend, is the justice of God. Jesus Christ is the justice of God. He is the one that brings judgment to the Gentiles. Gentile means anyone that's not a Jew, right? So if we are not God's chosen people, we're a Gentile, we're, we're in the age of grace. God's going to turn uh, his attention to the Jews again soon, but right now we're in the age of grace. And so we are predominantly the ones that have the ability to be saved. Not that a Jewish person couldn't be saved right now, uh, but the Bible tells us that they've been blinded here for this season uh, until the tribulation period. And so we're now still in the age of grace, the church age. I believe that with all my heart. Amen. And I believe the rapture is coming soon where God will take his church home. Uh, and in that time, We have the justice of God, and in that time, we have the justice of God for the Gentile people, for people like you and like me, to be saved by Jesus Christ. Matthew 12, 18, Behold my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, and whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he shall show judgment to the Gentiles. And people could read Matthew 12, 18 and say, oh, he's going to show judgment to the Gentiles. Think of judgment as a jail or as as some kind of guillotine or something bad. But this is a good kind of judgment, amen? Uh, In Matthew 12, if you go through the first 21 verses or so, you read about how uh, the Pharisees were accusing Jesus. uh, Specifically, at first it was um, his disciples were eating corn in a cornfield on the Sabbath day. And then Jesus was healing on the Sabbath day. And they were saying, this is against our law. And Jesus kept telling them, I am greater than your law. I'm greater than the temple. I am God, essentially. Jesus is just telling them, and they have great unbelief. They don't believe, right? And so we see in this uh, discussion, in, in this um, section of Scripture, in this passage of Scripture, we see a unbelieving group 
and we see God, uh, hand, God's hand upon Jesus saying, okay, here's your unbelieving group, and then here's who you're going to save. Now, in God's great knowledge, Jesus didn't, uh, his ministry wasn't geared towards the Gentiles in the sense of his earthly physical ministry. It was geared toward the Jewish people. So who was the one that filled the gap after Jesus had ascended to heaven? That was Paul, the apostle Paul. And so Paul has this uh, ministry to the Gentiles, and it's all about uh, by faith alone, or by grace alone, through faith alone, and Jesus Christ alone. And so we see this connection, this bridge between Jesus, what uh, Christ did for us, as he was doing what God called him to do, to reach the Jewish people. And then we see what Paul uh, gives us, all the doctrine he gives us, that helps us understand the full circle of this, that truly Christ came and saved the Gentile people. And yes, many will be saved in the tribulation period. Jewish people will be saved by the 144,000 male virgin Jews that will preach, amen, and win souls uh, to Christ. And so Christ is Lord of all, amen. But in this period of time, we have a special judgment and justice given to those that believe on Christ, and that is forgiveness of sins. The idea of being reconciled to God, the idea that we have peace with God. You know, the Bible tells us that the natural man is at enmity or warfare with God. And you say, well, how is that possible? Well, it all started in the Garden of Eden, amen. You had Adam and Eve and they were beguiled or they were tricked by the devil, the serpent. What happens? They're tricked. They fall into sin. They eat that forbidden fruit. They're expelled from the Garden of Eden. Sin enters the picture. As I understand it, death enters the picture. There was no death before that happened, amen. Man was not made to die. But death enters the picture. Sin enters the picture. And now with sin in the picture, uh, they are now uh, living in the devil's world, uh, Adam and Eve, and everybody thereafter. And they are living a life of sin, which is an abomination to God. It is uh, completely against a holy God's way. Amen. Uh, God cannot tolerate sin. Uh, that's why on the cross, Christ says, uh, why have you forsaken me to God? Uh, as God had to turn his back from Christ, as Christ took upon himself the sin of all mankind, including your sin and my sin. And so that is why uh, sin is in the picture. It all started back then. Amen. The word I like to use is hereditary. Sin is hereditary. It's from generation to generation. My dad had allergies. I have allergies. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, my wife's mom uh, 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 is diabetic. My wife is on the watch, making sure that she uh, is careful not to become diabetic, doing whatever she can if she can do something. These are hereditary things. Sin is hereditary in all mankind. And so when Christ died for our sins, he overcame the law. He fulfilled the law because the law was there in the Old Testament simply to show man they couldn't keep it. So the law was there to prove you cannot keep it. And that's a great way to win souls. I've seen soul winners uh, go through the, the law or the commandments and say, okay, have you kept this? Have you kept this? Have you kept this? Oh, wait, I thought you were a good person. And then that leads them down the path saying, no, I'm actually not a good person in God's eyes. Okay, well, then I need a savior and that savior is Christ, right? And so we see that God's will for mankind, Father God sends Jesus Christ, the son to save us. Then we get the Holy Spirit living within us. And that's the Holy Trinity at work. Amen. And we see that it's God's choice and his power to put Christ as the judge of the Gentiles. And 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, 
but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so God is so good in his judgment and his justice because he desires all to come to a knowledge of him, every single one. And that is, you know, that means that the, there's nobody too good that they don't need to be saved and there's no one too bad that they couldn't be saved. So yes, that murderer on death row that had vicious and hideous crimes, if they were truly to believe on Jesus Christ, he will save them. And yes, that person that does a good deed every day, that gives to charity every day, that is just so loved by the world that if they reject Christ, even though they've done a lot of good quote unquote stuff, they will end up in hell. That is God's way. Amen. What were the Pharisees doing? They were trying to keep the old law. They were living by deed and not by faith. Titus 3, 5 through 7, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, that being justified by his grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And so what were the Pharisees doing? They were trying to be justified by their actions. And they were saying, uh, we're, we're following the law. We're accepted by God. And Christ is saying, you can't follow the law. You're hypocrites. You're not accepted by God. I know your hearts. I am God. Amen. And so when we look at this interaction, it tells us, sadly, that the Pharisees at large seem to be rejecting Christ, but it also shows us the love of Christ, that we don't have to earn our way into heaven. We don't have to be super Christians or super people. We just need to be obedient. We just need to believe. We need to have faith. Justification comes by faith. We read in the Bible that Abraham was justified by faith. And faith is simply believing in God and believing his word and his gospel. And that is the faith that saves. And that is the beautiful justice of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, to save all that would believe on him. What a beautiful, beautiful God. We love God so much here today. I hope you've enjoyed this message. I hope it's done something in your heart. Please share it with others. Tune in next time as we look deeper into God's justice for mankind. Thank you for listening. Take care. God bless. Amen. Thanks for listening to this episode of KJV Cafe. Have a question for Pastor Clark? Email him directly at clark at enduringpromise.org or visit kjvcafe.com and click the envelope button on the homepage. Our program is hosted by Pastor Clark Covington and brought to you by Heartland Ministries. We'll close today with Psalm 119 verses 166 through 168. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee.